0: You are now tuned in to the Prescription for Purpose podcast, the number one podcast for Christian women to learn how to apply God's principles to fulfill your God-ordained purpose. Every episode will empower you with the tools and wisdom necessary so you can strategically execute and excel in every area of your life. This is the place for you to learn how to walk in purpose, to walk with purpose, and to fulfill God's purpose. Hey girl, hey, we are back today for another couch conversation and we're still gonna be sitting right here in this definition of being able to live a life that is one where we implement wise behavior, okay? And I wanna revisit the definition because it's been a couple of days. Wise behavior is us acting with insight and involves keen attention to grasp reality and respond to it properly, And this type of wisdom acts on what we know, it factors in future consequences. And it says this insight and skillful understanding is what helps us reach success. We cannot reach the level of success that God has for us without us developing the skill of being able to act with wise behavior. Now, yesterday we talked about that the number one reason why we don't, um, we aren't able to see the whole picture. The reason we're not able to factor in consequences is because we don't take the time to plan and we don't count the cost. So you think that the hiccup is the enemy coming after you. And it's really just a demonstration of the fact that you did not count the cost because if we had counted the cost, we would have known this. Right. And so on top of that, I wanted to circle back to this this morning because there's another piece of this that I I know needs to be addressed. And it's the fact that the definition speaks about us acting on what we know. And it's so important that in order for us to implement wisdom and to be able to take the knowledge that we have and apply it, that we have to act on what we know. And it's important that we identify three sets of of criteria or truths that we need to be able to evaluate in order to establish what we know. Okay. The first thing is that we need to know what God said. God's word is the truth. God's word is the truth. His son is the truth, the way, and the life. No one gets to the father, but through the son. So you can do all of these great things out in the world, right? The Bible speaks about how even evil people can give good gifts, but we want to live a life of true success and true purpose. And that does not happen without us knowing the word of God. We have to be rooted in the word of God. If we're not rooted in the word of God, then it's not going to be prosperous. And I'm not talking just about prosperous in terms of a financial or material gain. Remember, I told y'all that we get eternal and we get physical fruit from the Lord. Right. It's not going to be true success without you understanding what God said. True wisdom comes from the Lord. You have to have God's word rooted on the inside of you. This is why we moved to doing um, weekly community quiet time where we're studying the word because anything outside of that, honestly, you can listen to me talk all day, but it's God's word that you're really here for. And if not, girl, you need to skeet skirt on up out of here because I don't need that kind of stuff on my little repertoire. No, you need to be here for God's word and God's word only. This is why um, I had the opportunity on Tuesday to teach the Renew Masterclass. And I ain't going to hold y'all. I, I've i taught the Renew Masterclass a lot. Um, and I'm always fascinated by how God moves every time I teach it. And I think it speaks a lot to the desire that our flesh has to feel like we always have to like create something new, but trees that are rooted always bear fruit. Let, let that ooh. trees that are rooted and firmly planted continue to bear fruit time and time again and so there was someone who just talked about like how her whole mindset and her whole thought process had changed how like she said that this had changed her life which is wild to me um i'm not surprised by God's word doing that but just the fact that something that is at this point you know 3 4 years old somebody deemed it as life changing it just gave me a new level of encouragement um And it reminded me as to why the Renew Framework is our principal foundation here at Prescription for Purpose. Because how how am I walking you into purpose without the prescription that God gave for it? You cannot live a purposeful life and not know what God said. So we have to make sure that the decisions that we make, that we that the actions that we take, the things that we're acting on are based on God's word. And I know I say it over and over again, but I'm going to keep repeating it, girl, because it's the truth. And so many of us are looking for all of these other shortcuts and you cannot skip this piece. You can't skip this. There is no purpose. There is no no prosperity. There's none of this without a relationship with God and, and you understanding and studying and obeying his word. You're just not attached. And apart from him, you can do nothing. So we have to make sure that when we're talking about acting on what we know, that the first thing that you need to know is what God had said. And there are some things where it may not be explicitly written in scripture. And this is why you have to have a prayer life too. It's in prayer where God imparts faith to us. God gives us faith. Faith is his divine persuasion by definition. We bring hope and belief to the table. But it is God who imparts faith to us. And we get that in prayer. He gives us instruction there. So we have to know what God said in his word. And you have to be in constant communication with him to get the details in order for you to act with wisdom. The next thing that you need to know, the next criteria is a realistic analysis of your situation, OK, a realistic analysis of what's going on way too often. We allow our feelings to become reality and it's not the truth. So somebody could tell you, hey, the way that you do this or whatever is going on, um, you're overwhelming me. Right. I need a, I just give me like a week. I need a break. Whatever the case may be, you will allow your rejection to turn the situation into such and such said they never want to talk to me again. That is not what was said. What was said was, I'm overwhelmed and I need a break. And rejection will make you think that this current situation is what it's not. It's them trying to throw you away or whatever the case may be. And in turn, they really just need a break. For whatever reason, it may be some things that they did not even disclose, but your feeling of rejection will make you will make you have an altered view of reality. And so we have to do what I call a subjective or an objective evaluation, not a subjective. And these are things that we do in healthcare. So things that are objective are things that are the facts, okay? The facts are your heart rate, your blood pressure. Um, The facts are your lab levels, your weight, your height. These are concrete facts. They are objective things. When we chart in the computer, we're told to put objective statements What was said verbatim? Put that in quotes because it just needs to be word for word, not what you interpreted it as, none of that, because all of this is legal documentation. And so you have to chart objectively. Now, we also uh, uh, assess object or subjective things. Okay. So objective is hard facts. Subjective is subject to change based on the person, right? So if you say, hey, this rash is itchy, okay. I believe you That's that's a subjective assessment. My objective assessment is that, yep, this is an excoriated rash. It's erythematous. It has all of these different features that lets me that leads me to believe between the subjective. It's itchy and the objective of its appearance that this is eczema and you need a steroid cream. Right. That same type of objective data is what we need to to practice in our lives not that you not that you ignore the subjective okay listen to the example you take the objective and the subjective and then it allows me to make a decision as a healthcare provider we have to do the same thing but way too often we are just feelings over facts and that is a problem your feelings have to also come into submission of god they have to And we're not going to be able to move appropriately or to move with wisdom without us doing that. So the first thing I said is that our first criteria in being able to act on what we know is we have to know what God said. The second is just a realistic analysis of the current situation. Okay, God called you to start a business. Your bank account looked like this. Okay, well, how much money is needed? Because you'll sit there and say that you'll never be able to do it. Who, who said that? If you really wrote out what you needed, if you really calculate it and count it, the cost, you only $500 a month short. Okay, how can I come up with this gap? What does this look like? Do I need to cut expenses? See, we're moving with, with some objection and not just, oh, this is impossible. So that, that's, the, that's the second step of us being able to develop this behavior. The last thing is that we need to know the expected results, what's required in the worst case scenario, okay? Expected results, what's required, worst case scenario. The, the expectations, y'all ignore my dog. The expectations have to be set, And they need to be realistic. That's a whole nother, whole nother conversation. They need to be realistic. Right? They need to be in alignment with what God said. What was God's expectation when he told you to do this? Did you ask or did you just get, did you just get it going? Mm Mm-hmm. Then we need to know what's required. If God is calling you to a new career field. No good and well says that if you got if you got to get a bachelor's degree, that means that you, the fruit of you being in that field may or may not happen uh, it, by the end of the year if you don't have a bachelor's degree already, but you need to get to work, though. And a lot of times we get discouraged because we haven't taken the time to plan. Like we talked about yesterday, we haven't taken the time to plan. And because of that, now we get on the road and we feel deflated. But it's like, why are you deflated when this is what's required? And you needed to know that in the beginning. And then finally, worst case scenario. What is the worst thing that could happen? I told y'all yesterday that a lot of times when I think about risk, I say, okay, this is the expectation. This is the desired result. But what is the worst case scenario? What is the worst thing that could happen? If I can live with that risk, I take it. (laughs) I take it. And that may not work for everybody, but that's just what I do. What's the worst? We moved to St. Louis or from St. Louis to Tampa. There was a lot of risk. God told us to do it. We sold our house, all of that. What's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario, it don't work out. We move somewhere else. I don't know. But I knew I didn't want to stay in St. Louis. And so to me, taking it, (laughs) we out. And it's been a blessing because it was what God had called us to do. It's had some twists and turns. The journey wasn't straight, you know, always straight, but it was what God ordained and He has blessed it tremendously. And so I want y'all to really, as we get ready to continue on this path into Proverbs, just to really have this foundation laid in your heart. That when we talk about acting on what you know, there are three things that you need to know. What did God say about this? What's the facts? Objective and subjective, but don't don't base your decisions off of your feelings. And then what are the the, um, expected results and worst case scenario? When you do that, then we can act with some wisdom. Okay, when you do that, now we can act with some wisdom. And so I pray that this blesses your decision making process um, because we're acting on what we know. And a lot of times our reality based on our feelings and based on what God said, don't add up. I want you to know that even when you do the, the reason I presented them this, this way, this is by order of priority. So even if your reality may appear to not align with God's word, it has to submit to it. Okay. God's word trumps over everything else. So even when our house in St. Louis was like 40 some years old, leaks in the basement, Uh, we had redid the kitchen, but we were working on the basement. But then God said to move. This was the word that he gave to us. And he told me to list our house on Craigslist. I was not a realtor. Neither was my husband at the time. I'm not a realtor now. He is (laughs) right. Even when it My reality looked like that. I got what God's word said to me, what he said to me, what he spoke takes precedence. So I listed the house on Craigslist. My husband's like, ain't nobody going to give us what we ask for. Man, 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 man. He wasn't, he was not always saved yet, y'all. It's okay. He. I bet you he know now. Because guess what? We got what we asked for. Guess what? It was an unconventional buyer. So the basement, cause he was worried about it, passing inspection. The ba- it didn't, w- inspection wasn't even necessary. Right? So understand that when I talk about these truths, this is based on, on precedence. Okay. Like, yes, what God said goes first, the reality of the situation, and then expected results, worst case scenario. But whatever God says is, is at the top. Okay, so I wanted to clarify that because that is important to remember. (laughs) So I pray that this bless y'all. I love that I'm even being um, just reminded by God and also sharpened in this like decision making process situation with God. Um, I pray that this bless y'all. I cannot wait for us to continue into this journey of Proverbs because this is this is fire. It's the first week. And this is so fire to me. So I love y'all. I pray that this bless y'all above and beyond. And I'll talk to you later.